0: I will willingly admit that Shannon is the the go to. I think she's the point woman when it comes to meal planning for us. You know, I like to. I help with some of the executing, and she definitely consults with me. But I'm I'm definitely not as big as a contributor to the meal planning, um, and probably some of the meal prepping too. Uh, that <laughs> I probably would like to be. So
1: you're welcome to join in <laughs> by all so, means.
0: Go ahead. I want to give you the floor to start with how we start our meal planning process.
1: Well, I will say that like many things, it really comes down to kind of those, um, those three key steps. Planning, preparing, and then actual execution. Mm-hmm. You're listening to the Addicted to Fitness Podcast, brought to you by Elemental Training Tampa. Now, here's your hosts, Nick and Shannon Birch.
0: Thanks for stopping by and checking out another edition of the Addicted to Fitness podcast. We are going to give you guys a throwback episode this week. Um, We uh, love sharing these old videos with you, videos, Videos. these old episodes with you. We wish they were
1: videos, though. Just imagine
0: if you were recording, look
1: back and be like, (gasps) "Oh
0: god." (laughs) Man, anywho, (laughs) so we're going to go back and share an old episode with you guys because I mean, we've got over 360 episodes, and unfortunately, on uh, Apple Podcasts, they only show the last or you only have the last 100 available to you. Now, you could go to addictedtofitness.com, that lipsen, or sorry, com to get the whole archives, but we're going to go ahead and help you. Uh, and just give you one of our old-school episodes. This episode actually comes from May of 2019, so almost three years old. Oh. Four? I guess we're almost four years old. Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. Yep. Almost four. You're going on four.
0: Yep. So uh, (laughs) We can do math. I know. I was told there would be no math. Uh, Before we do that, thank you guys for listening. We really appreciate it. We see the download download numbers going up, so that's thanks to you. Please, Keep sharing the podcast with a friend, and give us those rating and reviews in Apple Podcasts or your preferred podcast app.
1: Yes, or um, if you would prefer to engage with us on social media. That's right. This is maybe an and or. Uh Uh-huh. Do both those things. Do what he said. Mm -hmm. And then head on over to Instagram, at the ATF podcast. Correct. And you can let us know what you want to hear more of. I know we've got new listeners. Um and we wanna know what, what do you want to hear? Absolutely. Tell us what yeah. what kind Interact of with those folks. What kind of episodes do you like? Do you like interviews? Do you like product reviews? Do you like live like experiences? Nick and I are trying to brainstorm some live experiences just this weekend. That's right. I'm just gonna put him through the ringer, folks.
0: <laughs> so kidding. In addition you guys will actually see if you follow us on instagram that we do have a sponsor and we ask that you please support them uh the amino co uh head to aminoco.com atf to learn about the products and learn why we love their products so much Um, you can also get a, a discount if you're interested in buying it by using the code atf at checkout so what we're going to do is going to share a very popular episode from way back in 2019 on a very popular health and fitness topic that is meal prepping. So we're going to give you our so guide to meal prepping. So please enjoy this old school episode of the Addicted Fitness Podcast. Thanks for stopping by and checking out another edition of the Addicted to Fitness podcast. We appreciate you guys tuning in. We've got a great episode for you today because we are actually going to share something that we do on a weekly basis in order to keep our healthy living habits intact, and that is meal prepping. You guys know we talk about it a lot on this podcast, so we're finally going to deliver our routine for meal prepping.
1: Yeah, and actually there's like... There's like books and all kinds of things that you actually pay for mm-hmm. to teach you how to meal prep. So we're going to share it all for free.
0: That's right. Before we jump in, in there and talk about tasty goodness, uh, we want to announce that our we basically on our ATF Facebook page, the Addicted to Fitness Podcast Facebook page, We just announced the winner of the Rowdy Bar giveaway that we had a few weeks ago. Uh, It was, of course, our longtime friend and longtime ETT client, Adrian
1: oh what are she the chances won, she
0: won the bars and uh rowdy bars is going to be sending her a variety pack directly to her house and nice. she's already excited she said her and her son are gonna enjoy them they're excited to try them so I really good thank rowdy and uh rowdy bars and kelly lee the creator for sponsoring the giveaway and uh we got a great relation with relationship with them and i think we'll be seeing them uh you guys will be chance to win some rowdy bars in the future or something else from them because they're they love working with us so we love working with them all right so let's jump on into training recap uh one thing that i focused on this week was that i was doing a little bit more mace training uh, you guys you can follow me on Instagram at ET Tampa. Um, you guys can see me swinging the steel mace. It's a great exercise, a great piece of equipment for doing total body exercise because it requires you to use your whole body to actually move the mace. Uh, there's a lot of great flows and stuff that we've learned or that I've learned that I kind of implement while I'm doing workout. And the beautiful thing is that you can kind of set a timer for anywhere from five to 10 minutes and just hit a sequence of exercises and just go for that time and boom, you got a 10 minute strength training and cardio workout, core workout all in one, you're done in 10 minutes. So uh, one thing I wanted to focus on this week also, was mobility training. So I did a lot of mobility work with the stick mobility, which we love, and a lot of things, uh, a lot of different uh, yoga poses that I learned from you, of course. Oh, good. Yeah. So that was my my little bit of my my training in a nutshell. So, what about you? What were your what'd you do for your training?
1: Uh-huh. Well, I've been sick for the last couple of weeks with a pretty nasty cold. So. Even though um, I've not like kind of hit my my goal of trying to just move like five days a week, I've been averaging like three days. Um, but I have I have been. This week was the week where I just tried to burn out what's in my chest. Yeah. So my kind of tactic is after. After about a week of having like a chest cold or something, as soon as my nose kind of gets to a point where I can somewhat breathe um, in order to get the, the congestion out of my chest, I will do a cardio workout. And that sounds stupid because, yes, it's like breathing through a straw. It's not fun. I'm not mm-hmm. going to lie. But nothing kicks the stuff that's like mm. you know lodged. I know oh, it's really man. TMI, yeah, right? Visual. But like you know <laughs> what I mean. Like there's yeah, I get you. there's nothing else. Like you will cough for days trying to kick up some of the stuff that you can blow out during.
0: You're, a lot of, you're using a lot of adjectives <laughs> right now. <laughs> during a good <laughs> so cardio workout. Descriptive. Descriptive. Sorry if you
1: just turned off the yeah. like ready to turn off the podcast. All I'm saying is that's how I like try to get over like chest congestion one of your faster. Methods, yeah. One of the methods. Um, and this week I was so fed up with it that I just tried I did a couple spinning
0: did you get, workouts. Did you do your uh your little um essential oil mixture and the head like kind of your like bowl. I did
1: when we had the flu. Yeah. Um, no, I've not had the time really.
0: What is that concoction you make?
1: That is, <clears throat> that is actually, it's not just essential oil. It's, um well, I guess you can. I use cloves, you know, mm-hmm. like the dried cloves that you find in the spice section. I put some of those, like a bunch in hot water. And then I will put eucalyptus and a little bit of peppermint essential oils um, into the hot water in a big bowl. And then I put that on a, table and then I'll like tent my mm-hmm. head basically. I throw a towel over my head and leaving enough room to breathe. Um, I allow the steam, which carries all of those wonderful essential oils mm-hmm. when um, when you do it that way, kind of open up my sinuses. When yeah. I have really bad head congestion, that's what I do. This cold, I didn't have really bad head congestion. I had gotcha. the post nasal, and then it went right to my lungs. Mm-hmm. So that's, I didn't really prioritize that particular treatment method, uh, yes. but it is good if you have really bad head congestion. Yeah, it'll, it'll nothing open opens it up. Like you will have 10 to 15 minutes of pure bliss. <laughs> if you've not been able to breathe out of your nose for days, it's
0: amazing. One thing that I uh, like to do, and I guess this is, I do this even when it's, I'm not sick is, and you know, unfortunately it makes me run through a lot of peppermint essential oil is when I take a shower, I drop some peppermint in like the corner of the shower, and let it kind of fill the shower with peppermint smells. It invigorates me in the morning. That's how I wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning and get right up out of bed when the alarm goes off. And
1: that's why our peppermint's all gone. Yes, that's true.
0: Yep. Uh That's why. All right. So enough of the essential oil talk. Uh, We want to get into the main topic of this week's podcast, and that is meal planning, prepping, and executing. Food Uh, Yes, exactly. So the reason why we kind of uh, decided to go this week to share our meal prepping routine is because Shannon found a great article on one of our favorite websites, Well and Good, about the uh, scary trend that's happening with people cooking less. So this article came out – let me get a quick – excuse me oh april of this year and they talked about a recent report uh done uh performed by the usda that said millennials consume food in restaurant and bars about 30 percent more often than other generations so the millennials is 23 to 38 year olds and they talk about how these people are just they're, they're not not cooking
1: that's really like <laughs> this is this this Scares me and, like,
0: startles me on so many levels. (laughs) This report had a lot of different other kind of little, uh, I guess, statistics about that kind of associated or kind of supported that claim or that fact about them cooking less. Is that uh, millennials, they would do less food prepping uh, per day and they would also when they go to the grocery store they spend more on prepared foods like pastas and sweets than any other age which groups. are
1: loaded like more prepared foods those are
0: usually loaded with extra fats mm-hmm. Like yep. preservatives as well as lots of sodium, sodium. Sugar, yep, exactly. So uh and like that wasn't enough. Uh they also there was another study that actually compared millennials and other generations, and they said that millennials were less confident about their cooking abilities than the other generations or previous generations. Um, if that wasn't enough, they also asked them about the ability to identify cooking utensils or cooking like kitchen supplies and they said they were less confident identifying items in kitchen like butter knives and garlic presses. Wow. <laughs> so That's this is a, super sad. Yeah, this is according to this article. So this <laughs> is, uh, it, it's, you know... Uh, I I don't know why I'd have to look at the study, but it's uh, it's pretty interesting to see that uh, people are even kind of uh, less confident or less confident in their ability to identify common kitchen utensils. Well,
1: it's basically just there's no food preparation knowledge. Mm -hmm. And so instead of learning a whole new skill set, people are ignoring... Probably one of the most important skills you can have in your life.
0: And it's interesting because they kind of, they go through this article and they talk about reason why is that, you know, it was, it's a generational, it was kind of like passed down. So even more and more, each generation loses that ability to do cooking because prepared prepared foods are more readily available. And now, especially with this generation, the millennials is that uh, food delivery it's such a huge industry now. They talked about it in this article how it's gonna go up twenty percent every year almost. So it's uh it's I mean we have things like Uber Eats and Postmates where you can have anything you want delivered right to your door. I mean Amazon now does same day delivery. I mean they're talking about drones and things like that dropping stuff at your house. You know what's better than that though? Cooking your own food. Having it already in your house. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> now in the, in this we're going to get into our kind of approach to it but th- this article is it, i I like it looking at it because it it shows why we i think like food prepping so much because this article goes into why why would you cook when you have all these things like um, food delivery and in reality, yes, preparing your own food with really wholesome ingredients and kind of being conscious if you, if you are conscious of the ingredients you buy can be more can cost you more than you know doing the meal delivery services. But they talk about it in this article, and we're going to talk about it why why we like. Food prepping and planning and executing is because it's one of the biggest forms of self care yeah, yeah, I mean it's it the
1: it's food is meant to nourish your body mm-hmm. like at the core. Yes, it can taste delicious, but it's meant to nourish you.
0: Right, and it's not just the actual nutrition you get from it. The preparing of it, I think, that's a huge issue. I mean, not a huge issue, but a huge contributing factor to the the beneficial nature of food and cooking. It's it's therapeutic. Yeah, you know, they talk about it in this article being therapeutic and how um, having following a recipe and then tasting your creation. I mean, it's essentially it's a creative endeavor. Yeah, really? it's, it's
1: kind of artistic, yeah. you know, if you approach it from that way, or it's just following directions. Mm-hmm. So whether you are the kind of person that finds creating something really therapeutic and kind of losing yourself in that process, or if you are someone who just likes to follow directions and almost mindlessly go through the nuance of step
0: by step sort of um, behavior both can be achieved with cooking right and i know you said like mindlessly and i understand what you mean but it's almost like i think when you're cooking you're almost more mindful because you have well to you pay are attention.
1: you are but i mean like you don't have to be you don't have to be in like you don't have to be a creative person right. you're like not
0: writing the recipe you're, you're just following right.
1: someone's recipe you don't have to think about like you don't have to get stressed and get think about like oh my god what goes in when did i just did, did i just put in like the wrong ingredient at the wrong time like You don't have to worry about that if you're just following the directions. You just have to make sure you read the recipe.
0: That's what I say. Sometimes, you know, because we – I uh, screw up recipes all the time. You have a lot – I'm not blaming you, but you look up a lot of recipes and you follow a lot of recipes. But especially when you're looking at them online. I don't follow them, though. that's my That's that's
1: my problem. I I use (sighs) them as a guide and then I just wing it. Uh (laughs) And sometimes it works and sometimes – Crap, I just missed an entire (sighs) crucial step. So right.
0: well, let's get into our approach to meal prepping and planning. <laughs> that's you know, not that. <laughs> this, this, is a gr- this is a great article. And we're going to reference it. And I'll put it in our show notes, guys. Um, but we uh, just want to talk about how why we love meal prepping and planning. And honestly, oh, sorry. Should
1: we talk about what the essential steps yes. to
0: meal planning well, and
1: meal prep are?
0: got Yeah, we got to break it all down. It's not just, you know. In the kitchen stuff. It happens way before that. Oh, yes. All right. So I will willingly admit that Shannon is the, the go-to. I think she's the point woman when it comes to meal planning for us. You know, I like to – I help with some of the executing, and she definitely consults with me. But I'm, I'm definitely not as big as a contributor to the meal planning um, and probably some of the meal prepping, too, uh, that <laughs> I probably would like to be. So
1: you're welcome to join yeah. in by all so, means.
0: Go ahead. I want to give you the floor to start with how we start our meal planning process.
1: Well, I will say that like many things, it really comes down to kind of those, um, those three key steps, planning, preparing, and then actual execution. Mm-hmm. So starting with the planning, um, I actually start my planning I – have, I have a bullet journal. So I actually, like, um, have a layout that I put together. And in each week's layout, I have a little space that I, I put for future recipe ideas for, like, mm-hmm. next week. Mm-hmm. So I'm literally thinking about the following week's food plan, like, two weeks ahead. Basically, it could be anywhere from one to two weeks ahead. Um However, there are many weeks when it comes down to about Wednesday or Thursday, I put together my outline. I since I'm planning food for a family, not yeah. just us, I have to take into consideration the food I know our family is getting. so i I write in. Everything that, like, Ella's going to be given at school in right. terms of her lunch. So I know what days because goodness knows they love to give her chicken every damn day. Mm-hmm. Um, so needless to say, we don't eat chicken in our house very often. Um, so I put all of that in. And then I put any, like, if it's a holiday or something, I literally have, like, a layout for a meal plan. I write the meal plan first. So I figure out what we want to eat and I try to balance it by not eating like, you know, if she has pizza at school one day, I try to make sure we don't make pizza for dinner that night. Mm -hmm. Or if she has, like I said, chicken, that we don't have chicken anytime around there. Yeah. So she's getting a variety and then we mostly know like... We mostly know that the dinners are the main meal that we need to plan. So if you are someone who's just starting with meal planning, it's actually helpful to write down, even if it's just very brief, generally each meal. If you are a person that has kind of the same thing for breakfast or the same thing for lunch, then you might not need to do that yeah, like you pretty neat. much have the same thing every single day. Yep. I basically eat leftovers. Yep. Or um I have like a couple like standby breakfast, lunch things that I'll I'll use. And <coughs> <coughs> excuse me. I'm getting choked up about mm-hmm. this. Um so I will put in all of like the meals, so breakfast, and dinner are the ones that I plan out for everybody. Mm-hmm. And after I have that, I have a grocery shopping list right next to that. I go through every recipe that I don't like that I don't know what the ingredients are to make sure we have all the ingredients. Right. Because I can't tell you how many times <laughs> I have planned a recipe and then not had any of the ingredients or missed a key ingredient. So writing it all down, just like checking them off if I have it, crossing them off, or crossing them out if I have it, and checking them if I need something. Um, and maybe we'll take a picture of kind of like what mm-hmm. a meal plan looks like, so you can see the layout that we use. I feel like it's it's been really helpful. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I used to type it out on a in like um, on the computer, mm-hmm. and I found that that was too like restrictive and it still didn't give me the the shopping list making portion. Yeah. So the shopping list is the other big plan, so the or big element to planning. You have your meal plan, then you have your shopping list. Yep. We tend to like to get as many whole food items as possible. So one of the reasons we like to make our own food is because we like eating more whole foods. Yeah. So, we try, even though we do have some prepared foods, we absolutely own up to that. Yep. we try to get as many whole foods as possible. So I put everything down that we know that we eat in a week, and I keep a list of like ongoing grocery list that we change every week in my Evernote, which mm-hmm. is a mobile app, if you're not familiar with it already. It's free. It has a free version. It's great.
0: It's like a list creating app kind of thing. Yeah, right? you
1: you can create just lists or, you know, notes or whatever you want. It's super handy. I have tried other list apps and nothing lives on the way that mm-hmm. just a regular note in Evernote does. I'm sure you could use the notes in your right. on your phone too. Um but it's great because it's accessible on my computer and on my phone. So I can add, like, things to the list while I'm on my computer, like, during my lunch break. And then it's going to be on my phone later. Yeah. That's, that's the good. that's the upside to that. So that's why I really like Evernote. Um, so we break it out. I break it out. This We've been doing this a while. So we know we like to go to three different grocery stores pause for reaction. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's better than saying we like to go to five. Mm -hmm. But, yes, we go to three grocery stores every weekend. Um, We go to Publix, or you go to Publix. And then I go to Sprouts and Trader Joe's. So we've figured that out Mm -hmm. because, let's just be honest, not any grocery store except (coughs) – Actually, no. I don't think I've ever found a grocery store that just has everything that I need and want. Like, I want really good, fresh produce. I want good organic options. I want nice quality meats at a reasonable price. I want a nice variety of like frozen foods and things like that, you know, frozen whole foods. And then I need all the other crap that you usually have to get, you know, from. Kitty litter to paper towels to whatever. Like, we actually order a lot of our cleaning supplies yeah. on a website and it just gets sent to us every month. But somehow we always need something yep. at Publix. True. No matter how much we've tried to cut the Publix out of our life, we can't do it. So I get all like the produce and the meats for the most part at Sprouts. And then I go to Trader Joe's. And I get like the bread and the cheese, and because they have specific items Mm -hmm. at Trader Joe's that we really like. And it's also saved us money doing it this way. So, all of that is Mm -hmm. part of the planning. Yes, exactly. We haven't even
0: got to the cooking or prepping or prepping and executing yet.
1: (laughs) That I would say is the most crucial step. Yep. And a, a trick to meal planning, especially if you're new to it or if you do have family, um, big batch dishes.
0: Uh, I'm glad you mentioned that. I yeah. You didn't mention
1: that. I have a Pinterest board that I I keep all of like the recipes that I stumble across. And I'm always looking for new ones um, online and on Pinterest and stuff. And I have... So many boards dedicated to food. It, I mean, I look like a probably a, an obsessed food person. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, but I have one called Big Batch Dishes, and it's all, like, casseroles, yeah. crock pot dishes, stuff you can make. Like, you can make it on a Sunday night after you've already had dinner. You can make it, and then it's going to be there for, like, probably – I'd say like three to five meals, depending yep. on how long, how how large of a dish yeah. it
0: is. A couple of our big batch dishes, mm-hmm. turkey chili. Yeah. Chickpea curry. Yep. Uh, spinach lasagna. That's the one we're doing this weekend. Yes. Um, very good. Um, Sloppy Joe.
1: Mm-hmm. The whole food Sloppy Joe.
0: Yeah. And then...
1: Um, we've done like a tuna <laughs> casserole. Yep. That's and a good then one. there was also when we, in the days when we ate chicken. Yep we chicken also florentine. had a chicken florentine and we had a like i don't know it was tuscan like chicken tuscan Skillet. chicken yeah love you love that one
0: and uh there's another one uh and it's usually when we uh get some seasonal squash back in oh yeah the butternut you, squash one the sausage their country sausage butternut squash but then there's a uh, spaghetti squash creamy mushroom spaghetti squash casserole yeah that's a good one too yeah
1: there's, there's just, there's a lot, <laughs> there's like a lot. we actually do have a lot, but I do try to shop for what's in season mm-hmm. and yeah, I take a lot of factors into yeah. consideration. Yeah, this we is, try, try this to is not a, a simple yeah. step. It's, it definitely takes a little practice, Likes but. It.
0: We try to focus on, yes, in-season, organic when we can, grass-fed if we can, you know, it's we take all that into consideration for sure. Yeah.
1: So that's why, because we on a budget, we can't just afford to go into Whole Foods and drop like a few hundred dollars on our groceries. We're literally, I'm using, we're using coupons, whatever we can. BOGO, BOGO it up. like that's one of the upsides to shopping at three different stores is that you are able to compare and yep. get the better deals. So
0: True. So we've got all the planning. We go grocery shopping. We go to three different grocery stores. We bring in and now the prep stage usually I say it probably starts on the Saturday. You know, Um, or I mean, it's mostly done on Sunday, but.
1: Yeah, it's mostly it's mostly Sunday, but it can be Saturday sometimes, too.
0: It's like when we get that big batch dish in, we try to do that Sunday night or Saturday night.
1: Yeah. So many times I will try to have a crock pot dish that I can make on a Sunday night, like either after we put Ella to bed that we can cook overnight. Yep. Or that we cook later in the afternoon that we just save. Right then, um, so that's a big one. Doing that on a mm-hmm. Sunday, something we've not been as good about lately, but mm-hmm. is super helpful, is if you take your produce that you're going to be eating, especially like small produce, and you actually clean it. So you just soak it, wash it, dry it, um, like berries. Yeah, you know, you don't want to sit there and and wash every flipping blueberry that you want to snack on. Uh-huh. So you need to do all of that washing. Um, so I try to wash like things like berries and stuff. I try to get those at least washed. You can do that with all of your vegetables. Save a step during the week. Yep. Um, we have some friends who are also very, very healthy eaters. And sometimes I see they um, will make like they'll roast chicken They'll make, like, some kind of a protein. They'll make that, like, in, in the advance, oven yep. in advance on a Sunday or a weekend. And then they'll roast up vegetables. They'll cut fresh vegetables. They'll have it all ready to go. So yep. all they have to do is, like, they'll make up, like, batches of whatever else. Like, if they want rice, they get rice. Like, if they're following more of, like, a macro diet, mm-hmm. they'll prep all that stuff ahead of time. Yep that preparation is the planning is crucial to just making sure you have everything and you have a plan but the preparation if you are a person that doesn't have time during the week to actually do a whole lot of cooking doing it on the weekend can actually save your your diet basically
0: minimizes food waste too.
1: it Mm. does it so does um we used to juice we used Uh to be that used to be a really crucial step like sundays i spent half my freaking day washing (laughs) washing and and cutting and prepping everything so that we had everything ready to go yeah you can you can even put like if you like smoothies or if you like juicing you can take, like, um, individual containers, and you can put all of your ingredients in there. You can put them in the freezer and just have them ready to go. Right. So it's that that is a super, super helpful thing. But yeah. for us, big batch dishes mix with just a few kind of prepared frozen items. Mm-hmm. Like, we'll use, like, fish nuggets. Like, you know, it's, it's battered fish. Or coconut shrimp is a is one where we put into the yep.
0: rotation lately. We found these salmon burgers at Costco. Those yeah. Are great.
1: Um. So like, there's a few things like that. Um. Especially when it comes to seafood. Yeah. We do not have the time to get fresh seafood and cook it right away. Usually, so we like spreading it out over the week and just using frozen.
0: Yep. Absolutely. And like I said, that plan is where that really. Is huge because you know, when we get home, both of us are. You know, when Ella gets home from school, we've <laughs> already got her dinner pretty much ready because we prepped it the night before. So, yeah, you know, we're just like reheating her meal. Yeah, exactly. So, she usually <clears throat> eats leftovers from the previous night. You know, we make it on purpose because we know that's what we're going to serve her the next day. Um, And then, you know, when she goes down, one of us is starting the dinner for that night, you know.
1: Yeah, we we eat separately from Ella so that. During the week, mostly. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, during the week we have to, she has to eat immediately after we get home. It's not ideal, but um, at least it works for right now. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's. We, we're not able during the week to really do family dinners. So I sit with her usually during dinner and mm-hmm. I make faces at her <laughs> while she eats. And then, yeah, we cook at like seven 30, <laughs> eight o'clock at night yep. <laughs> and we make our food and her food for the next day.
0: Yeah. And that's the executing, you know, and it's, it sounds like a lot because it is a lot, but it it is important for all the reasons we mentioned earlier, especially maintaining a kind of a healthy way of living. And it's not that we don't go out, not that we don't enjoy going out. We actually, I think we enjoy more um, with this approach because it's a, it's a special treat for us. You know, it's it's not it it's. It's not not so common that we get we forget how kind of special going out and having some you know finding new foods to try and things like that. So yeah, we'll enjoy going out with the way approach we take to it.
1: Yeah, and I think we also um, kind of an upside like you don't have to be a fancy cook um, if you want to learn to cook, watch like the Food Network, and. By all means, get some cookbooks and even heck, try like Blue Apron. Yep. I actually learned some really great like more techniques mm-hmm. with Blue Apron um, than I I think I had even from like watching years of cooking shows mm-hmm. and watching like my mom and stuff and working in restaurants.
0: Yeah, I'm a big fan of that that so, uh, the ingredient delivery service. I, I think that's a big difference than just meal delivery service. Yeah,
1: know? and and like when it's 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 planned out for you like there's a real specific technique and there's like a real specific reason that you do things in a certain order um it teaches you good habits so um if you're not a really great cook right now there's so many great resources like there's tons of youtube channels now too that. that are phenomenal i have a few that i love too um and you like even if you have a specialty diet like you know, if you're vegan or gluten-free or paleo or something they are out there. Oh yeah. free content teaching you how to cook. I learned a lot from blogs. Mm. I get a lot of recipes off mm-hmm.
0: blogs. True. Yep.
1: But um I think when when you do cook at home I think that it you said like when we go out like we enjoy it more. Right. And It's true, but you also aren't gonna just go out to your local, you know, I don't know what's a chain restaurant, I haven't gone to one in so long. I don't know, (laughs) like Outback or something. (laughs) I don't don't, call anybody out, but I know, no, no, I'm not
0: like we had and like we've gone fast casual or something. What do they call it? Yeah,
1: yeah, fast casual, Mm
0: -hmm. those are like
1: Paneras, but. Like, you know, like you don't go to, like, a chain restaurant for, like, an evening, you know, for, like, a nice meal when you cook for yourself on a regular basis. You seek out kind of the the exceptional and, like, yeah. you try to go a step above because, like, yes, you can get a great meal at Outback or wherever. But you could also probably make a version of it at home for yourself. So, right. like, you you seek out those more extraordinary dining experiences and food that you wouldn't cook at home. Mm. So you automatically, you appreciate it more and you make choices of like, well, you know, I make a really good burger, Mm. so I'm not going to get a burger today. I'm going to get this other thing that, you know, I, I don't make swordfish at home. I'm going to get swordfish. So like, you know, you would make choices like that. I mean, I choose things and we go out a lot of the time based on whether or not I could make a better version of it at home. Yeah. If I can, screw that. I'm going to skip it.
0: Um, I agree. I think that's a great point. Uh, one thing I think that you make better than anywhere that I – I don't know if I've ever seen it anywhere else, but that is your zucchini bread.
1: Oh, I'm a really good baker. Yeah.
0: And I think – not going to lie about that one. I've been – in Honing to, that skill my whole life. Yes. In addition to sharing our meal, you know, planning, prepping, and executing, uh, I think you should share your meal, your zucchini bread mm-hmm. recipe.
1: Well, this is not my recipe. I didn't invent it, um, but I have made some some modifications to, as I always do. Um, rarely is there ever a recipe that I don't modify in some way. But um, there was this, I'm sure if you're on Pinterest a lot, you probably have seen this before, but it was the zucchini bread with a chocolate frosting that was made out of sweet potato. That that recipe, that's what mine's based off of. And it's so good. We made it for Ella's first birthday cake, and she loved it. Mm-hmm. And people thought I was on crack when they're like, "What's your What's your cake?" I was like, and I told them, I was like, "Oh, it's a it's a zucchini. It's what is it? It's a vegan zucchini cake with a chocolate sweet potato frosting." They looked at me like I was a freaking she devil. Yeah, they're like, "You're gonna make that your child's cake? Mm-hmm. Try this recipe." It will change your
0: life. It is good. I it's so good.
1: Make. So you just need like a nine by five inch loaf pan. Um, I have like made this into different things, but I found that like the loaf is just a solid, a solid make for this. Mm-hmm. So you just grease the pan. We use like coconut oil spray to grease it. And you take, this is where I kind of deviate from the recipe mm. a little bit. I like to prepare the dry ingredients and the wet ingredients separately. Mm -hmm. All my years of baking, it's what I'm trained to do. So I will just take like old-fashioned rolled oats, and you take two and a half cups of old-fashioned rolled oats. You put that in a blender with um, one teaspoon of baking soda, one teaspoon of baking powder, I put in about a half a teaspoon of sea salt or salt, whatever. Um, a teaspoon ground cinnamon. I will frequently take the teaspoon to like one and a half. Mm-hmm. And then I also add about a half a teaspoon of ground ginger. Um, I really like ginger. I think it makes things... Yummy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, depending how spicy mm. I'm feeling, if I'm sp- feeling especially spicy, I will also put in, <laughs> yes, spice you're doing some spice bay <laughs> in here. I will also put in like a half teaspoon um or a quarter teaspoon of nutmeg, maybe a little sprinkle of cardamom, like or ground cloves. Ground cloves is really good. Forget mm. the cardamom. Um, and that makes it so that it's nice and spice-filled. You know, it's very warm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so I put all of that in a blender, and then I just blend it until it's all a powder. It's all mixed. It's all a beautiful powder. I take that, put it in a bowl, and then I put um, two medium bananas, just mash them up in their skins before you peel them. Like, just smush them. Hmm. This is my trick. Smush a banana. If it's already brown, then you don't have to worry about doing this. But if it's not, just smush it in its skin. Just squeeze it. And then basically you open one side and just squeeze it out into the. (laughs) Uh,
0: So visual this podcast.
1: (laughs) It's just a trick. It helps. All right. Go for it. You want ripe bananas. Right. Um, Or slightly overripe because they're very sugary. The riper they are, if you're using a green banana, it's it's not going to be good. So go for the ripe bananas. And then you're going to take about like a medium-sized zucchini and you're going to grate it into the food processor. Or actually, no, you're going to grate it onto a paper towel and drain out the water. Right. Then you're going to just dump it into the food processor Put in about a half a cup of maple syrup, or you can use honey if you'd prefer. I love maple syrup. I feel like it's got this smoky, woodsy flavor to it. I could drink it, not even lying. Mm. And then a third cup of uh, unrefined coconut oil, and you just heat it to just where it melts. You don't want it hot um, and then you put in four and a half tablespoons of apple cider vinegar. That is a magic ingredient. Mm-hmm. If you've never used apple cider vinegar in baking, this will change your life as well. It's it makes magic happen. It makes things fluffy, basically. And then finally, last ingredient, your choice: one and a half teaspoons of vanilla extract. You can also split the one and a half tablespoons of vanilla, and you can also use almond extract if you want. So if you want to get special, then you can have some fun there. So you just blend all of that stuff up until it's ooey and gooey, and then you add in, um, add that mixture into your flour mixture in the mm-hmm. bowl. Stir it up until it's just combined. Put it in your greased pan, and you're going to cook it at 350 degrees for about 40, 40 40-ish minutes, 45 minutes. If you want to make the frosting, it's super simple. It's just 3 fourths cup of sweet potato puree. So you can steam up or microwave as I've done sweet potatoes. And then I take eight ounces, like an eight ounce chocolate bar, like a dark chocolate bar. And then you melt it. And then stir them together, Mm -hmm. and that's it. Like, I put a little bit of vanilla. Another thing that I've done lately is just put little chocolate chips on top of the the bread before you put it in the oven. Instead
0: of the frosting. Instead of the frosting. Gotcha. Well, it is delicious. I can attest to that. So you guys definitely try out that recipe. We will share it with you on our show notes. Uh, And if you have any questions about our meal prepping or planning or executing routine, feel free to contact us. You know, all the contact info will be on the outro. So uh, please, guys, don't forget to leave us a rating and review in the iTunes or Apple Podcast app. Doing so will get you a shout-out on the podcast and helps you helps you, helps us reach more listeners. So much appreciated for that. You got anything else for them this week?
1: No, I gave you lots of good stuff to go play with.
0: Yes, you did. This has been another edition of the Addicted to Fitness Podcast, and we'll check you next time.
1: Happy cooking.
0: For all things Addicted to Fitness, you can check out our website, addictedtofitnesspodcast.com. You can also give us a follow on Twitter at the ATF podcast, and like and follow the Addicted to Fitness podcast Facebook page. Last but not least, please give us a rating and review in the iTunes Store. Thanks.